Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Our number two of our little radio program called Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you for the next hour. Finishing off our analysis of week number 12 in the National Football League. And, of course, talking some wagering and some daily fantasy along the way. Don't forget, top of the hour now, uh, which is uh, at 10 a.m. As we look at the clock, it will be college football today. Getting ready for uh, some big games. Rivalry week, obviously, you have the Ohio State-Michigan game, which will uh, decide a lot. Decide not only the Big Ten East, but also... Uh, potentially a spot in the college football playoff uh, when all is said and done. A tough break on uh, Friday night for UCF, losing their quarterback uh, to uh, injury there and and really hurting their hopes of making a run, but hopefully uh, they can still keep the ship right in and move forward uh, and have another undefeated season. But uh, let's continue on here talking about the National Football League. We move on to our next matchup. Before we go, anything left over there, George, from the San Francisco-Tampa Bay game? Anything? Uh, let's. I didn't rattle off the uh, line on that one. Let's take a look. Uh, where do I have it? There it is. It is uh, 53 and a half over under 28 implied total for Tampa Bay. 25 and a half implied total for San Francisco. We've had an opening line of minus two and a half drop to. Oh, sorry, an opening line of minus four dropped to minus two and a half, a differential of one and a half points there. Any interest in any of those numbers in this matchup? Generally, when it comes to two bad teams, I rarely touch the game as far as uh, betting actual cash because you, you just don't know. You just don't know. I, uh, if I was forced to, I would take Tampa Bay. Once again, West Coast team coming to the East Coast, one o'clock game. Generally not good for the West Coast team. Generally, those again, just playing the odds here. Uh, I do. I would take the over. I think I said earlier. I think it's a 31-28 game, something like that. So I think the points are going to be scored here, mainly because I think both offenses can move the ball against the other defenses. I think turnovers could happen too. So you could have short fields. You know, as long as they don't turn this ball over in the red zone where they're, you know, screwing themselves out of points here. I think the overs coming in here, but I won't be touching this game. All right, uh, let's continue on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> a cold has settled uh, in our house, and I assume I will be the one getting it next. So, yeah, I think it's happening live here on our show. Uh, New York and Philadelphia, you mentioned earlier uh, about the NFC matchup here. Uh, NFC East matchup, I should say. And this is actually an intriguing one from a, a fantasy perspective. Uh, Carson Wentz in a, in a must-win game uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe the pieces that they're working in here, uh, including Golden Tate, start to get online. Uh, but even more intriguing, I think, from a fantasy perspective, George, is something you mentioned earlier. The Eagles are without pretty much their entire secondary. Uh, they have injuries through, what, their top five cornerbacks or top five defensive backs, I should say. Braxton Miller was playing cornerback in practice for the Eagles this week because of how banged up that secondary is. You have Eli Manning, who 
apparently has found some late season mojo here, uh, getting things done on offense and, and making this offense move just a bit. Matchup with San Francisco and Tampa Bay certainly did help, but now you have another top end matchup for Eli Manning. Is this a week where you think Eli Manning is a big play from a daily fantasy and season long perspective to, to get a, a big outing against this beaten up Eagles defense? I mean, you have to think so. I mean, we, we've talked about this over and over again. They're down their f- top five cornerbacks aren't going to play. The secondary is depleted here. The Giants have gotten smart. They're going with a, a heavy offensive line. And what I mean by that is Evan Ingram's not playing all that much. Uh, they've taken, they've reduced his snaps, not really because of the way he was playing, but because they're going with a double tight end set and they're going not going with pass catches. They're going with blockers, guys who can give Manning more time. Uh, and, and it's working. Not only is, uh, and it works for Barkley uh, as well, of course. He'll have more room to run here. It's working as long as the defense can hold up. You know, last week it almost didn't hold up, right? They gave 35 points to uh, Tampa Bay. Almost, they almost couldn't. But this week, you know, I think they'll be in okay shape here. I think Manning will be able to throw the ball. I can't see how he's not. Beckham should have a monster day. Shepard, he has to be in my lineup tomorrow. Once again, top five cornerbacks are down. They're playing guys off the street. Really, it's, uh, can, can you play cornerback? What? You know, put them in there. You know, they don't have a choice here. So uh, it's hard not to like all these guys for the Giants. I mean, I, I don't see how you can't. Evan Ingram's probably the guy that, unfortunately, maybe you don't start if you were really deep at tight end. Maybe you'll get Bray. I will start Bray over Ingram because of what's going on with the, what the Giants are doing. It's, prov- it's proving successful, so they should keep doing it. This is an important game. I mean, it, it's wild. Uh, I'll go through the NFC East again. Dallas is technically in first place now. Uh, better division record than Washington. They're six and five. Washington six and five. You know Dallas more than likely losing next week to, to New Orleans on Thursday night. I don't care even the most even Corey Parson, the most optimistic Dallas fan, the biggest homer <laughs> ever for Cowboys, can't think the Cowboys have beaten New Orleans. All right, so that that'll put them at six and six. You know Philadelphia would a win tomorrow. They'll be five and six. Next week they play Washington. They'd be six and six if they beat Washington. Therefore, Washington would be six and six. And you go to the Giants; they're in the same situation here, one game shorter. They have three wins. If they can beat Philadelphia tomorrow, four wins. Right. So now they're only two games off the lead. And like I said, if Philadelphia can still beat Washington next week, and Dallas does lose, once again, can the Giants win again? Now you you said it a second ago. Yeah, they've sort of gotten on track because they played Tampa Bay and played San Francisco, two terrible teams. And it's probably right. asking a lot. For them to beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia tomorrow, which has been a house of horrors for the Giants. They don't play well against the Eagles. And then they got to play Chicago next week. And that, to say they're going to win both, probably unlikely. But there's a chance. And if they can pull that off, they'd have five wins. They would only be a game. Think about it. They would only be a game behind the Cowboys and Redskins, who would both be 6-6. Six and six, And they'd be tied Philadelphia at 5-7. and seven. So this NFC, uh, listen, the NFC East, first team to nine wins, wins the division. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Uh, that is insane to see, but that is uh, fast where we're going. An 8-8 team could win as well, depending on how these uh, divisional games shake out over the next uh, four or five weeks. Uh, but it's a, a, a great matchup for Eli. Uh, you may mention a Barkley. Obviously, he's going to be in a ton of lineups from a daily fantasy perspective. Uh, you have uh, Odell. I think this is a great matchup for Sterling Shepard, actually. A uh, good bounce back week here for the slot receiver for the Giants that could have uh, a big output. And I agree with you wholly. Uh, Evan Ingram's just, they, they've changed the way they're running this offense. Ingram did struggle a little bit with pass protection and even further, they're just looking for that jumbo package for, for uh, the big offensive line to protect Eli as much as they can for as long as they can. 
Uh, I think this is going to be one where Ingram has a very, very small target share, if any at all, honestly, uh, as this game continues. It's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. It's going to be Barkley 1-2, and two, and then Sterling Shepard I like a lot from the Giants' side. How about the Eagles? Uh, we talked narrative. Wentz needs this win. Uh, he's making his way back to being fully healthy on the year, um, trying to work in the pieces. Uh, uh, Golden Tate, uh, they have a ton of receivers now that are all sort of similar with Aguilar and Matthews and Tate uh, running uh, the slot. I know Aguilar uh, a little bit out of place now. Then obviously you have Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I think this is a good week, but not a great week for Zach Ertz. Um, I think he'll get the targets, but again, the Giants not terrible against tight ends as they have been in the past. Uh, definitely Ertz in season long, you're, you're starting them because of just positional scarcity and how damn good he is. But what do you got on the Eagles side of the ball here, George? Well, you have to think the Eagles are going to want to protect that defense, right? They're going to want to protect that defense, keep the Giants offense off the field as much as possible. I have to wonder if tomorrow's a big Josh Adams game. Sure. You know, they're going to want to play him, eat some clock. I know that's not what they like to do. They would like to throw the ball here, but I wonder if tomorrow, because of the defense, because of specifically the cornerbacks, if they're going to feel they have no choice but to play ball control. You know, they play cock. Now let's let's kill the clock. You know, so that's what I think we're going to see tomorrow. I think Ertz will is he starting him anyway? I know he only had one catch last week against New Orleans. Wentz was terrible. That whole. The whole game was just a nightmare for the Eagles. But they'll, they'll get better tomorrow. So I think they're going to run the ball with Adams. I think Ertz will catch his. The wide receivers are, I mean, the fact that they haven't been able to get Tate involved, really, since they traded for him, is weird. Why do you make the deal if, you don't, if you're not going to be able to get him involved? If you can't figure out a right. way to get him. I mean, is it the players? He's not able to learn the offense all that quickly? I know it's slot is different from the outside receivers. You know, Cooper had no problem getting involved in Dallas. We think that coaching staff's terrible. But yes, uh, yeah, that staff has got him involved. A better, what we think is a better coaching staff in Philadelphia can't get Tate involved. You know, it seems strange to me. Then again, we've seen the same problem with uh, the Texans and Demarius Thomas. Not seeing much of him. You know, three catches in two games there. So I, it's probably more on the player and the complex system than anything else. But it makes you wonder here. Tate, Aguilar, Jeffrey. Do we really feel all that confident with any of them? No, and I said I'll say it again. I do think they're going to play ball control tomorrow, run the ball, kill clock as much as possible. They're going to have to throw, mind you, but I think they're going to try being a more balanced offense than really we've probably seen on the Peterson here. Uh, I think I feel better with Jeffrey out of anybody uh, out of that trio here. Certainly not starting Aguilar. Tate, you may have to. He's too good not to, but it's hard to feel good about him either. It's uh, I want to read a couple of uh, tweets from Steve G over there on Twitter. Um, I think the game happened after last Saturday we spoke. I'm trying to remember. Did uh, the uh, Rutgers, my alma mater, I watched them play uh, inept college football every week. Uh, they ran the Philly special. They, they ran it down on the goal line. And they executed it perfectly until the quarterback dropped the pass. Gio Rashino just dropped it. Just absolutely dropped it against Penn State. Would have put uh, Rutgers uh, in line to tie the game. Uh, and uh, they dropped it. So good, good on Rutgers. Uh, but uh, Steve G over there on Twitter. As a Giants fan, no way they're going into Philly and beating them. I understand the cornerbacks are bad, but defensive line is still intact. Also, I think the Philly coach is going to wake up and play Adams and ball control. So exactly what you were just saying, George. Uh, he said, dunks and dinks to Ertz and Adams since Snack is gone. Giants go three and out a lot since Philly will take Barkley out of game. So no pass action. Um, I think Barkley's going to have a fine game, but I agree with Steve overall there that uh, this defensive line should have a, a decent game. Not saying they're going to feast on uh, the Giants, but I do think... 
it will uh, change the makeup of the game a little bit. And I do think that you're right, George Adams and ball control is going to be the name of the game. So Ertz, uh, Adams, uh, maybe some Tate over the middle. Maybe we get some slot receptions for Golden Tate uh, moving forward. I know the offensive coordinator said it was more difficult than they thought. Uh, to get him involved, which, to your point, seems a little bit off base. So you go out and trade for the guy. You damn well better have a plan on how you're going to get him into the lineup. But uh, I think you'll see Eli Manning fairly highly owned in DFS. I think you'll also uh, see Barclay, uh, Barclay and Odell Beckham uh, highly owned in this contest. I am all over Sterling Shepard, though, as as one of my options here from the New York football giants. Uh, let's go next from uh, New York to New York, though both teams play in New Jersey. It's the Jets uh, versus the New England Patriots. The Pats on the road here where they've struggled a bit on the season. Uh, you have Tom Brady, who has not looked uh, quite as high end as we've seen in the past. We've had him limited in practice earlier in the week due to a knee issue and uh, missed Friday or, or uh, most of Friday due to an illness. It stinks getting old, George. And that's what Brady's doing. Knee issues. He's sick. He's going to, you know, need some tea and some, you know, chamomile. He's going to have to get a, a, a massage, all sorts of things. But he shouldn't need much here to beat the Jets. Just wonder if it's an actual big week for Brady. Uh, you do have Gronkowski, uh, who should be uh, back in this uh, game. As he said, he's good to go. They'll list as questionable soon. How do you see the Pats uh, breaking out here, and do you think this is a lower-scoring game than we typically get with the Patriots and the Jets? Well, I'm not starting Brady anywhere. I'm not starting with DFS. I'm not starting on my fantasy team. I don't have him anywhere in fantasy, so I think he's uh, has progressed this year. Maybe it's not all of him. Uh, Gronk just hasn't been Gronk all year outside of Week One, so maybe that's played a part in it as well. Uh, but he just hasn't looked like a world beater. I mean, the list of quarterbacks I would start over him tomorrow is pretty lengthy. I think he's also on this list of other guys where, uh, you know, you could sit or start. You know, I don't think he's an automatic quarterback one. He's I have him at number I have him at eleven as far for this week. There are a lot of quarterbacks I would start above him. I just haven't liked what I've seen here. Jets coming off a bye week, so is New England for that matter. I don't know if that really uh, makes much of a difference there. Uh, but I think, as you said, it I think New England wins the game. I think they may win it pretty easily. But it's not going to be a game where Brady throws for 325 and four touchdowns. You know, right. I, I, just, I don't know if I see that here. I think the most important thing for New England tomorrow, besides winning the game, is getting, seeing Gronk do something, be a threat, when teams have to account for him. We haven't seen that now in months. It's been a strange, strange season for Gronk. Just can't stay healthy. Uh, as him and Brady have been off in their connections. Bronk, Gronk, Bronk. Gronk hasn't looked all that athletic. You know, he looks like a big doof out there at times because there's just too many injuries. It's, it's not smooth. It's just not smooth right now. So hopefully the bye week has gotten him back to being Gronk. Because I said he's my, been my favorite player in the NFL to watch. The man just enjoys himself way too much. You know, it's been fun. So I, I, I certainly hope he gets it back. But I have my doubts, you know, that maybe the injuries have taken its toll on him. Maybe he'll never be the same player anymore. So we'll see uh, what happens tomorrow. But I think that, listen, I think they win the game pretty easily. Uh, you're probably starting Gronk again once against tight end. If you can't start him. You know, if you uh, if you can start somebody over him, God bless. But you did much better at tight end than most of us did. But you're starting Gronk. As for the wide receivers, I'm starting Josh Gordon. I don't think uh, most of us can do uh, better than that. We'll take a, a shot there. Plus the bye week, maybe he knows the offense a little better, getting a little bit more rapport with Tom Brady. Uh, Julian Edelman goes. Chris Hogan does not. I'll pass on him. Thank you. The running backs are always interesting. Sony Michelle, I'm I'm starting him. He's uh, when he starts, he starts for me. James White. 
Michelle returning hurts him a little bit, but I'm probably still starting James White as well. There's always a chance uh, with New England that you don't you never know how they're going to use the backs. But both these backs, even when playing together, have been successful. I don't think it's going to change much tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm all over uh, the New England backfield here. White and Michelle, I think, both have uh, some extreme upside. I'll probably leave Michelle over there on DraftKings simply because he's cheaper. 5800 James White uh, is priced up at 7400 He has been absolutely dynamic this season, but I, there's always in the back of my brain, especially from a DFS perspective, that I don't want to get Belichick. I don't want to have it be the week where all of a sudden we have, uh, you know, anything happen where they don't run the ball at all, where, where they just it, it's uh, an issue of, of one thing or another, or you have Patterson out of the backfield over and over again or whatever it might be. Uh, so it's still, you know, enough pain in the background uh, there to stay away from being all in, but I like Michelle to, to have a big upside here against the Jets uh, front four and James White, obviously. The Jets like to blitz, and that's something that might hurt Brady, but I think it'll help the screen game a lot. So I think James White is a more than viable play. I hope this game's closer than it will be, uh, simply being a Jets fan here in New England. We'll talk about the over-under and the spread coming back after this break. We're also opening up the phone lines on the other side of this break. 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Dan and George taking your phone calls on the other side of this break. It's Fantasy Sports Day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dan Trevor, George Kurtz here of Fantasy Sports Today looking for the sledgehammer for DFS plays as we go through each and every contest. We will talk uh, Daily Fantasy in our final segment, which uh, unfortunately is our next one. So uh, 40 minutes left in our program, but not unfortunately. You have some great programming coming up immediately after us. That's college football today. You'll get them at the top of the hour here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, also uh, on the TV side on the Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, so, George, I uh, do want to get your quick take here on the line of this contest. Uh, 46 and a half over under. The Pats favored by 10 and a half. So it opened at uh, 7 and a half, dropped to 10 and a half. Um, or, sorry, increased, I guess I should say. Uh, to minus 10 and a half for the Pats on the road. That feels like a really big number here. And again, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to take the Jets in any way. Uh, simply because I'm a Jets fan, I don't want to deal with the double misery of losing a bet and losing this game. Living here in Massachusetts, that would be way too much to deal with. But it seems like a pretty big number in a game that probably will be closer than some think. And I feel lower scoring than some think. How do you think it shakes out from a, a wagering perspective? First of the site I'm on, this game's off the board. Oh, interesting. Which is kind okay. of strange. I guess it's the Brady thing, and I imagine that's why. Uh, I guess they're somewhat worried about him. I can't think they're worried about Donald or McCown. But, yeah, it's off the board on the uh, 
this side on my bookie. So uh, weird. Uh, ten and a half. It does seem like a lot to put down. I think uh, the Jets are better with McCown. Not that they'll win the game, but I think they'll give them a closer game. So uh, I said this is. I won't bet it because I don't. I don't like the way the Patriots have played. I really don't. I know. I think they're they're show their former selves right now. I think Brady is showing some finally showing showing some age here. Gronk, I don't know his health here. Uh, I don't trust the Jets at all either. They laid down last game they played versus Buffalo. I mean, they just laid down against the division game. A team they probably most of it they could at least compete with, if not beat. Buffalo's terrible too. I don't think they'll lay down tomorrow though. That's the Patriots. They hate them. They hate each other. So I think they'll play a stronger game here. Still, not touching it. Uh, I agree. Uh, I don't know that I want to uh, wade into this one, but uh, it does seem big. interesting that it's uh, offline over there on my bookie. So uh, I, I guess it's the illness. I, I I haven't seen anywhere that they don't expect them to play, though. That seems really strange. Um, let's continue uh, on as we break down uh, game by game. Don't forget the phone lines are now open during the segment. 844-843-6879. Once again, 844 Seven nine, and as always, you can tweet at us at FNTSY Radio at Dan Trafford at George Kurtz. As we continue on here, game by game, uh, we got through the one o'clock, making sure I actually touched all of them because I know I have a tendency to skip over. Yep, we're good there. Uh, we have three four o'clock games to get through Arizona and the Chargers here. Uh, seems like a very, very solid get right spot. Uh, for the uh, L.A. Chargers. Any thoughts here on Rivers uh, and uh, his wide receivers in this matchup there, George? Well, your thought here is, first of all, on Melvin Gordon. Is he going to play? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Right. I think that's our big first worry here. But will Gordon play tomorrow? I know I have him in a league, and it's the 4 o'clock game, which is really frustrating because uh, I'll probably need to make a decision before 1 o'clock because my, my backup running back is going to play at 1, which would be Josh Adams, by the way. So do I uh, put Josh Adams in or do I wait for Gordon? If I play Gordon, then I think uh, my only choice might be someone like starting Antonio Gates at the tight, uh, as, as a second tight end instead of him, something I don't want to do. Gordon has a knee hamstring problem. Now you sort of, uh, you said it, this is a get-right game. You know, the Chargers could look at this like, you know what, we don't need Gordon to win this game. We just don't need right. him. Yeah, you know, we'll win it with Eagler. Well, when it with Rivers Path throwing the ball here, why even risk Gordon? So it makes me think that Gordon may not play tomorrow. Bottom line is this. You're not starting Gordon unless, uh, right now unless we hear something different. You're not starting Gordon unless you have somebody, as I said, in the 4 o'clock game or in the 8 o'clock game or in the Monday night game to replace him. If you don't, then you better start the 1 o'clock, guys, because I don't, I don't think Gordon's going to play tomorrow. That would be my guess right now. We'll see what happens here because I think, I think they're going to play it safe. I think they're going to say, hey, we don't need him. Why put him in there? Uh, Chargers, uh, Eakler, if it becomes a must-start if Gordon's out. Yep. You, know, you, think, you would think he'd be in for a nice game. I know Antonio Gates had a big game last week. He had 19 fantasy points, I believe. Uh, I'm not going to that well again. And so when that's going to happen, no thank you. They threw the ball a lot last week against Denver. I guess they, uh, that was when the game plan coming in. They must have thought throwing the ball against them would be the way to beat the team. Obviously, that didn't pan out. Uh, Keenan Allen obviously goes. The Williams, now Mike and uh, Terrell. Now that's a desperate. I'm not really putting him for, uh, for them, especially not Mike Williams. Terrell Williams is valuable when he catches touchdowns. Yeah, you know, he does seem right. to catch two when he catches one, but I'm not banking on that. Uh, I like what I've seen from uh, Arizona of late. They've gotten David Johnson back to being a first-round running back again in fantasy. Yes, so sir. good for them, Byron Leftwich figuring that out. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he had the two touchdowns last week. That was his only two catches. 
Two catches, 23 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he's probably still a star for me tomorrow, but he's a wide receiver three. Makes sense to me, and uh, it's amazing. Hey, fire your offense coordinator, and then you realize you have a pass catching back. You got Duke Johnson and David Johnson all of a sudden getting uh, targets and, and uh, uh, touches, not comparing the two players from a skill set perspective. But all of a sudden, it, it happens when uh, coach is fired. We do go to the phone lines here in segment uh, number two of our number two, Kenny uh, from Philadelphia. Kenny, how you doing this weekend? Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Today. Dan, Georgie. Good morning. Happy post-Thanksgiving. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How about yourself, sir? Uh, I can't complain. You guys play any on the Thanksgiving slate? Uh, I did, and it did not turn out well. Uh, I spread a bit too thin, multiple lineups, and uh, I ended up breaking even uh, for the, the slate. But not, not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, man, I did I did pretty well. Uh, uh, had the Omari Cooper. If you didn't have Omari Cooper in there with the 41 points, you pretty much didn't cash. But the thing I, I, I got to say about, about uh, my Saints and the doggone Falcons, that last drive, I was in like 94th place in this. Uh, I was only down a couple of points. I mean, if Julio Jones gets in the end zone, he had the one long pass to get him down to like the 12-yard line. And then the touchdown goes to Tevin Coleman, so that kind of screwed me. But still – so overall, pretty good, uh, pretty good slate, whatever. Uh, you nice. Guys what do you got the, this weekend, Kenny? Yeah, you, uh, you guys touched on uh, probably probably one of the biggest value uh, plays there. If Gordon doesn't play, I mean, you got to throw Eckler in. Load up all your all your uh, all your charges. I think this is a statement game for them as well as uh, New England, actually. So uh, pick one of the Williams guys. Probably go with Ty, but uh, definitely Keenan Allen. I mean. Um, but the uh, also with the Eagles, the the, uh, the Eagles game, it's either going to go one or two ways. Either the Eagles are going to play ball control uh, offense, and if they do, I would I would say play uh, Saquon Barkley on the other side is uh, for uh, for the Giants. If not, if it's going to be a high scoring game, of course, like you guys said already, load up Shepard, OBJ because they got uh, you two guys out there playing uh, <laughs> playing a cornerback out there. So I mean, I'm, load those I'm guys up, Kenny. I got, I got hips for days, man. I got my head on a swivel. I'm ready to go. Come on. I know that's right. Uh, that, uh, I was a bad uh, zone corner. <laughs> you got to keep your head on the swivel there, Georgie. All right. Uh, quarterbacks, only. Zone. Quarterbacks, I got it. I got just pretty much I'm going to be playing either Eli, Andrew Luck, uh, Cam, or Rivers. Uh, running backs, I got uh, you guys. Are, I done went through uh, some of the best plays. Nick Chubb, Mixon, CMC. Uh, Barkley, of course, and uh, Eckler, if, if he plays or whatever. Um, as far as tight ends say, go. Uh-huh. I have to say, Look. Kenny, that it is it is one of those situations with Josh McCown on DraftKings all the way down at 4300 I don't think he's a good play from a matchup perspective, but that price point on any other week would be really enticing. The fact that we me, don't have the really high-end running backs this week that we need to pay up for uh, makes it easier to stay away. But that price point's kind of crazy in any matchup for a starting quarterback. But continue. I want to hear who your tight ends are. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it's funny you said that because I know it's only three games sleep, but uh, if you played Chase Daniel on uh, on a Thursday, he did he, he did pretty good for himself as well. Yep. But as far as, far as, the, uh, as, far as the McGowan thing, McGowan is good when he has Robbie Anderson. So if Robbie Anderson, Anderson doesn't play. I mean, that's his that's his guy for that team. So, but at tight ends, I, I can't believe you guys didn't say uh, 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 Cook 
for our, for our Oakland, when you guys talking about the Oakland Baltimore game, I mean, he's in the line for a whole bunch of targets, no matter how how, how the game, how the game script goes, or whatever. We like him. I like him. Of course, Kittle. Uh, I'm kind of on and off with uh, Ebron here, and like a. Uh, like Georgie said, uh, Olsen needs to get in the end zone in order for him to be valuable. The defenses, the Chargers, Colts, Bills, and uh, and the Ravens, of course. So, I I can't I can't do Ebron. I get it. Like I, I get it. <laughs> I, I understand. I just can't do. It. Now, uh, Kenny, I, I, every week we appreciate uh, your your takes and appreciate you usually shine a light on one or two plays uh, for me as well. I, I have a question from another listener. Uh, who uh-huh. wants to get your take on something. So Steve, uh-huh. you've probably seen us interact with him over there on Twitter. He had a question uh, whether or not the city of Philadelphia is excited about Creed 2 and uh, is uh, getting pumped because Rocky Balboa is the most iconic Philly sports hero of all time. So he wanted me to ask you, I felt obliged to do so because you both have been great uh, contributors here. Are you a fan of Rocky and the, and the Creed series or are you anti-Rocky as a Philadelphia icon? Well, this is probably going to be a violation, but I haven't seen Creed one yet. But I am going to go ah. see. I am. I am going to see Creed one. But I'm going to see it obviously before I see Creed two. But as far as the uh, the vibe in the city, absolutely. Everybody and their mama was out there seeing uh, seeing that movie. I was all <laughs> over social media this weekend. They, everybody was out. So I'm probably going to go see it this week. But I got to see. I'm gonna stream Creed one probably one of these one of these days. I'm not doing anything here and. Um, and I mean, then we'll see Creed 2 probably the same day. But, yes, yes, there's a big, 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 big vibe of Creed 2 in the city. Yes, absolutely. Kenny, man, as always, appreciate you calling in. Appreciate the insight. We'll hear from you next week. And uh, yes. best of luck in your Sunday slates, man. All right, guys. Have a good one, guys. Uh, Kenny from Philadelphia on the phone. Appreciate him calling in. Steve, uh, good question. We got the, the take there. I haven't seen Creed 1 either. I, I look forward to checking it out uh, via a stream of some sort. Creed 2, George, I feel like I need to check out just because Drago's in it. Um, and I think everyone in sort of our age bracket will uh, quote every once in a while, I must break you, or if he dies, he dies, um, as, as quotes from movies. Uh, but have you seen either Creed 1 or Creed 2 as of yet? I did see Creed 1. Actually, uh, Scott Engel talked me into seeing Creed 1 when I was driving him home from a radio show back, I guess, when the movie was still in the theaters. So I did see Creed 1. I have not seen Creed 2 yet. Don't know if I'll see it in theaters. Um, I guess it would be yep. no, that I won't. But I will watch it Well, you know, eventually in a stream when it comes on one of the services. So uh, Creed 1 was solid. I didn't think it was great, but it was solid. You know, Creed 2, I expect it to be much of the same. Solid movie. I think we know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, things go bad at first. He wins at the end. Da, 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 da. <laughs> same script to all these movies. Well, I mean, you have to appreciate Sylvester Stallone uh, uh, to a great deal there, that he found one winning uh, script that he wrote and then wrote, what, seven more? <laughs> beat it to death. <laughs> exactly. Just like Apollo Creed. Oh, oh, Dan. Oh, oh that was wrong. That was wrong. That was um, wrong. Throw the flag. <laughs> throw the towel. Exactly. Throw the towel. Uh, let's, uh, I, and I. he mentioned Ebron and Cook. I, I get that Cook's going to get target share. I just don't want anything to do with the Oakland offense this weekend. Maybe that's a one-off contrarian play or or maybe not i, I again check uh, ownership projections uh, if you subscribe to a site that does that because i, I don't know that oakland's going to do much of anything in that matchup again it's baltimore's defense but it's also a west coast team traveling to the east coast for a 1 p.m game that is a known issue it's a bad offensive team i i don't think i can go there want, want to continue on uh talking about these games we have two more to go 
In our final segment, we'll talk wagers. We'll talk DFS. Uh, we'll round out the uh, Week 12 look ahead uh, and get the George's takes on which games he is looking most forward to watching as we talk through them during uh, this show. Up next, it's the Dolphins and the Colts. Uh, Andrew Luck has been healthy, and he has been throwing the ball a whole heck of a lot last week. Uh, 29 attempts. He had the same the week before. 297 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. He had 23.8 DraftKings points. He has been over 20 DraftKings points since week four. So from week four on through week 11, he has had 20 points or more uh, over there on DraftKings. He has been really solid. Frank Reich getting the job done from a coaching perspective. The offensive line has been much better. All sorts of things happening for the Colts. The wins may not be there quite yet, uh, but this is a team that's going to cause some problems uh, in that AFC South. They're 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They're starting to figure things out. They uh, have won four in a row. This is a, a win this week, I think, against a Dolphins team that is similarly five and five, but is bad. Like this is a bad football team that's five and five. Um, uh, you do get Tannehill back, but I like the Colts a lot here, George. How do you see this one shaking out? Uh, do you see uh, Andrew Luck as a top end play this week? Uh, and how do you think uh, this one uh, finishes uh, with a fifty-one over under, a minus seven and a half now? Open at minus ten, minus seven and a half now. How do you how do you see this one break down? Well, you know, no matter what happens for the Colts this season, you're raising their 5-5. Five and five. Chances anyone else to get a uh, wild card or a division title. No matter what else happens, though, it's already been a successful season. Andrew Luck is back and has proven that he's back healthy. And he's back to being the player he used to be. You know, an all-pro, great quarterback. Uh, they play Miami, Jacksonville, Houston, Dallas, Giants, Tennessee. Not the easiest schedule, but not the hardest either. You know, so uh, maybe they do have a shot to make the playoffs here. All right, so uh, as far as tomorrow's game, uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill's back. Yay! Uh, I, I think Tannehill sucks. I truly do. Um, there's nothing I, want, I really want going on with Miami. I mean, uh, I'm not, I don't want Tannehill. I don't want Parker, who may or may not play. Kenyon Drake, I think, is the best running back, but they, he splits way too much time with Frank Gore to make either one of them fantasy-worthy. Uh, certainly not on a DFS slate, maybe. Uh, I can see going with Drake in a redraft league if you don't have any other options there. But really, there's nothing I want to do with Miami. I want nothing to do with Miami. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say there. Indianapolis, obviously, is starting luck. He's a weekend, weekend and week-out starter. Mack goes. Hilton goes. I'd much rather have Doyle than Ebron. Ebron had a big, fat, greasy zero donut last week. Okay, that was a big donut he put up last week. Uh, I think Doyle's the better player here and has... Doyle's healthy now. Luck's going to look for him more and more. Uh, I'm not going to bank on Ebron getting those touches again, so I'll pass there. So I think Indianapolis is kind of easy. It's just the, the one of each. Luck, Mack, Hilton, Doyle. Everything else I won't. Everything else I'll avoid. Yep, I, I think that's the right call. I think this is a definite uh, cold stack from a DFS perspective uh, with some high upside. Uh, what was the implied total again here? 29.25 is is a beefy one and a 51 over under you have to like that so uh, I think all the pieces here from the Colts perspective are more uh, than in line for for big days and uh, opportunity to have some big upside Uh, and you've seen Frank Reich's getting it done I think this is going to be a fun team to watch the rest of the year and one that George just laid it out there it's maybe not the easiest uh, schedule and they maybe had some easier games to, to get on this four game winning streak 
Uh, but they do have an opportunity to play the Texans and Titans uh, over the next uh, six weeks, and that will prove pretty big there uh, in the south of the AFC. We still have one more game to get to. Still want to talk about the other side of this one as well. If there's anything uh, from this Miami Dolphins offense that's worthwhile, we'll talk about that after this upcoming break. Plenty still to get to. One more game. DFS takes, wagering takes, and more. Don't forget, Twitter is at FNTSY Radio at FNTSY Radio, and it's at Dan Trafford, at George Kurtz. Find us over there on Twitter all day long, every day, and on here on Fantasy Sports Radio. Coming back with more on Fantasy Sports Today, Dan Trafford, George Kurtz, back with more right after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Try DailyRoto.com for free. F-R-E-E. That's right. This Thanksgiving, that's right. Free advice from Fantasy Millionaires. Free Daily Fantasy Projections. And free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this weekend. Don't be turkey. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG18 to access your free five-day trial. That's DailyRoto.com. Promo code TG18. Free. Free, 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 F-R-E-E. They're over on DailyRoto.com, TG18. Dan Shaver, George Kurtz, rounding out our Week 12 look ahead here. And we did look back uh, in the first hour to uh, the Thanksgiving games. George, any pieces from this Miami Dolphins team that you are intrigued by or interested in? We've uh, had this Colts defense that all season long we've talked about how uh, bad the secondary was, how awful it was going to be, all those things that could be uh, harbingers for uh, a bad output. But all of a sudden, they are a mid-tier DVOA defense. They're 20-30 against the pass, six against the rush. Any pieces going for you here for the Dolphins? Still no. <laughs> How many times you ask? It's going to be no. <laughs> Nil, nada, zero, zilch. All right. All right. All right. I like to be thorough. Uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. Denver as our final game uh, of the ones and fours. Um, oh, that was awesome. That made my day. Uh, Pittsburgh and uh, the Denver Broncos, a 46.5 over under, opened at 47.5. Uh, you have the Broncos at 21.75 implied total, Pittsburgh at 24.75. Uh, the Steelers, a minus uh, three favorite on the road here uh, in the mile high uh, conditions. What do you make of this one? Um, I know that uh, the Chargers went after the Broncos with the pass. We know that the Steelers can do that as well. Uh, Broncos held tight in that one and obviously took it 23-22 because of uh, 
some decisions and some bad uh, special teams play. But what do you got here? Do you see this as an upside game for the Steelers going into mile high? Or do you have some concerns about the Pittsburgh offense? I think you have to have some concerns here. Ben was absolutely horrific for 54 minutes last week. I mean, he was bad, really bad, awful. He threw three interceptions, three interceptions. Really, really he threw five. Two were called back on penalty. Uh, so he was just bad. You know, maybe that's his own little house of horrors in Jacksonville, but he was bad. Uh, so, you know, it makes you worry about the little bit of the road bend again. You mentioned Denver did play well against the pass first. Los Angeles last week against the Chargers. You know, they have a good pass defense. They have a good pass rush. So that could make you uh, a little wary here. But uh, you're still starting, Ben. But he, uh, he's in my top 12, but he's at the bottom end of that, in the 10 to 12 range. And you're starting Brown, of course. You're starting Smith-Schuster. You're starting Connor. You know, I get it. He didn't do much last week. Uh, listen, the Steelers sort of screwed him over, not running him, uh, not giving him the ball at the goal line when they had chance at the chance at the chance at the chance last week was strange. And then Ben ends up running it in. It was just weird how they did that. Connor also dropped a touchdown pass. So he should have had a much better game than he actually did. I'm not worried about Connor. I know some people are. He may not have the monster game tomorrow, but you're starting him. He's a running back one. Uh, you look at Denver, this uh, case here. Keenum's, if you're starting Keenum over in a two-quarterback league, you have issues. And really, there's no other way for me to put that. Sanders has not been the same running back, uh, same wide receiver since Demarius Thomas left. Not that Thomas yep. was anything all that great this year, but he took away some of the defensive pressure. Now Sanders is facing that cornerback one. He's facing uh, the defensive uh, attention, and he's not doing all that well with it. So he does concern me somewhat here, but he's a wide receiver three. You're probably starting him here. The running game is really where it's interesting. Uh, Lindsay's your out-and-out starter. I mean, he's, the, mm-hmm. he's your running back one for Denver. He's a running back two in fantasy. Freeman... Freeman really hasn't been bad. He hasn't been. The problem is Freeman is what I would call a volume runner. In other words, he needs to carry the ball 18, 20 times so that the second half he wears defenses down, and that's where he makes his money. That's where he makes his fantasy points when he's wearing those defenses down. But with Lindsay, he's not going to get that chance. He's only going to touch the ball 8 to 10 times a game, which means you need that touchdown for him to pay off, and he's been getting it. He does seem to be a touchdown-a-game player, but it's also with 30 yards total. That's it. You know, so you're not getting a real big payoff here. You're lucky to get double-digit points here. and You seem to be in the 8-12 to 12 range, and if he doesn't get that touchdown, you're going to be in the four-point range. So he's a really tough player to, to trust here. I like the player. It's just that Lindsey, he came out of – this is a free agent. Came out of nowhere to prove that he can play football. He can really play football, and it's taken that job from him. Uh, people should not be asking questions about starting Lindsey. He's, he's a high-end running back, too. He's your starter, the guy you want in Denver. Freeman is the guy you ask questions on. He's the guy where really he's a flex play. Maybe you want to stay away from. It's uh, crazy to see Lindsey as the undrafted free agent. I think had a signing bonus of like $7,500 or something like something. Oh, sorry. His fully guaranteed money, that's what the quote was, is $15,000 on this season. $15,000. That's all he's guaranteed. Now, obviously, he's made more money than that uh, having the season he has. Uh, the cal- salary cap charges, the uh, bare minimum of $485,000. But his guaranteed money on signing his undrafted free agent contract was $15,000. I'd say that was a pretty good buy. Would you, George, uh, buy the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I think the Broncos may have uh, they may have made out there. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we'll see how it ends up. But, uh, but maybe. As we sit in Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday, I, th- I think that was a shrewd purchase there uh, by John Elway. Uh, 
I love watching him play football too. Lindsey's been a lot of fun. I think you nailed uh, the Sanders uh, reaction. It's just whether or not he can be a wide receiver one, I I don't know. And I, I think that you're seeing the emergence of Sutton on the other side, but Sutton's still figuring things out in this offense and in the NFL. I do like Cortland Sutton a bit this week uh, from a DFS perspective. Pittsburgh struggled a bit uh, against wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes in certain sets. Uh, so I do like Cortland Sutton as a potential a play here at 4,400 in this matchup. I do agree, though, that Case Keenum's been... Denver still just hasn't gotten the quarterback right. They just haven't figured out exactly what they need to do here. They'll probably be looking for one in the draft again. Uh, obviously, uh, having your quarterback get plastered and enter someone's home and get beat up uh, in doing so was not a, a good uh, uh, good thing for them. Uh, but they, they will have to figure out uh, a better situation than Kevin Hogan and Case Keenum moving forward. So we'll see what Denver decides to do in the draft or, or free agency uh, this offseason. Uh, any uh, quick takes on the Monday or Sunday night or Monday night football games, uh, games that uh, are a bit better than uh, we may have on the regular slate uh, where you have Green Bay, Minnesota, uh, Tennessee, and Houston as our two uh, primetime games. Green Bay, Minnesota should be a good game and one that means a lot there in the NFC uh, North. Any quick takes on that matchup? Well, you look at Green Bay. I know a lot of people were pissed off at uh, Valdez Scantling because he barely sh- – he didn't he didn't do anything fantasy-wise in that game again in Seattle Thursday night, two Thursday nights yep. ago. And really the main reason was they moved him into the slot. When Randall Cobb was out, they put him in the slot, and he just wasn't very good there. Yeah, and Seattle's very good at covering the slot receivers, so that may have been part of it as well. And we ended up saying he was just he was a zero, a donut, didn't do anything for you. He had one, two targets, he gave one catch for eight yards. You hope he plays on the outside tomorrow, but even if he does, listen, this is against a pretty tough Minnesota defense here. It may not matter much. Uh, I think I'm staying away from MVS tomorrow. Uh, I'm not starting Cobb if he does play. Aaron Jones, you're starting. You're starting uh, Devontae Adams, you're starting, of course. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham's got a broken thumb. Not, he wasn't doing much yep. anyway this season, but I'm not starting him if I can avoid it. Assuming he can find something else. As I know Dalvin Cook laid an egg against Chicago. I get it, but you're starting him. He's the starting back there. He should get much better run tomorrow against Green Bay. So I'm not all that worried about him. Dig, steal, and go. Uh, no issues there. Kyle Rudolph, it's been a long, he hasn't done anything all year. Once again, he's another guy like Jimmy Graham. I'd like to go away from, but I don't know if you can do better. Maybe you can. Maybe you have a backup tight end. But uh, Rudolph, no problem moving on from. Tennessee... Mariota's hurt again, the elbow, can he play through it? Uh, it's just a mess. There's really nothing uh, I'm loving tomorrow in Tennessee. Hard to st- Houston has a very weak pass defense, but it's hard to trust Corey Davis if Mariota can't throw the ball. So right. I'm going to have a hard time starting anybody on Houston outside of uh, Deion Lewis, depending on what your uh, other running back situation is. And with Houston, no Demarius Thomas, no thank you. He's going to have to prove me, do something before I start him again. Hopkins obviously goes, I'd rather start Cutie. Then Thomas. I'll take Cutie in the slot over to Marius Thomas. Lamar Miller goes, but I'm not expecting much from him tomorrow. You're looking at, once again, a guy who's going to pray for a touchdown to have a good fantasy day. Yep, uh, 41 and a half over under in that Tennessee-Houston uh, game. Does have implications, obviously, uh, in the AFC, but not a game I'm necessarily yearning to watch Monday night as uh, I think uh, Texans should handle this one uh, fairly easily. I, I feel like the minus five and a half is about right uh, there with uh, Green Bay and Vikings. It's 47 and a half over under minus three and a half uh, in favor of the homestanding Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we'll see how that one shakes out. That's uh, 
one that I, I feel like the divisional matchup and, and the matchup of those two quarterbacks will dictate a lot of that uh, as we look through. Uh, let's talk quickly here, George, about uh, your favorite wagers of the week. Anything placed as of yet? Anything you're thinking about changing or canceling? I know you can't really do that. But um, uh, anything that you wish you hadn't have wagered earlier in the week uh, or things that are coming online for you now as we get ready for uh, week 12 in the NFL? Uh, well, that always, anything I lose, I pretty much wish I didn't do. It's <laughs> funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, I might take the Raiders plus 10.5 against Baltimore just because uh, I like the more Jackson, but he can't throw. I don't know if he can blow somebody out. I'm just not so sure he can blow somebody out, so I'm thinking about taking the Raiders plus 10.5. Uh, only problem is, once again, West Coast going to the East Coast on the road and not play one o'clock game, and they just suck anyway. Just so hard to trust, uh, really uh, trust them. Um, it's funny, since we've done this show, the New York Giants have gone up, uh, have lost a half a point. It was uh, Giants were getting five and a half, now they're getting six. I'm kind of liking huh. the Giants tomorrow, plus six. So I think they're, uh, they're somebody I could might might go with. I, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win the game, but I don't think they're going to get blown out either. I don't think Phil Levins can blow anybody out now with that secondary. So that's something I kind of like here. Uh, Indianapolis, I mean, I really like them over Miami tomorrow, but minus eight seems a bit high. Uh, this has the smell of me, Dan, where they're going to they're gonna be winning like 31-20. You know, then there's no doubt they all the whole game they're going to win, and then you're going to get that last second touchdown by Miami to ruin my cover. So, uh... I don't know. I think I'll be staying away from that. I, I can see the Miami covering late. It's just a tick me off. And that's really it as far as things. I'm going to be betting more props tomorrow. Yeah, where I'm betting certain things. You're joining your brother? You're, 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 you're joining your brother with I the enjoy, notepad? Listen, and the... He, he had me doing it on Thanksgiving. I didn't bet any, any, any game straight up, but he had me doing it on Thanksgiving. And uh, mainly because I agreed with his assessment on a lot of these things where I thought the props were easy. You know, Tariq Cohen getting more than, I think it was more than three and a half catches. Well, it's, of course, they're gonna, he's going to get more than three. They're not going to throw the ball into the secondary. Yeah, you knew he was going to get the more than three and a half. We got that in the second quarter, I think. So uh, I, had, I had a good time with that. That was kind of fun. So I think, uh, since I'm not in love with any of these games, maybe because the, the slate just sucks. You know, it's a boring slate Sunday. So I think that's also why I'll go with the props to keep my little bit more interest here. Maybe have a proper two for each game. Maybe... I don't know if I'm going to do two, three props a game at $5 each and have to follow all these props, but uh, I can see where he gets the enjoyment from. Yeah, uh, props are definitely a fun way to go about it. Uh, Receiving and rushing props and and touchdown props are are fun. I don't know that I want to do multiple just because, as you said, it can get a little heady trying to keep track of everything. Uh, But there's also some fun of just checking when everything's done, you know, taking that moment to to go back and say, oh, got that one, that one, that one. Nope, missed that one. Uh, (laughs) Keep going from there. Uh, DFS quickly here. I do think it's... uh, a, a a down slate from an offensive perspective. So you're going to have to be a little bit more uh, insightful into your research and figuring out where the upside is. You don't have the Rams. You don't have the Chiefs. You don't have uh, the Saints. You don't have a lot of, uh, you don't have the Falcons, some of the higher scoring offenses uh, in the NFL. So uh, no Mahomes, no Gurley here, George. What, what do you see as some of your favorite plays across uh, Daily Fantasy this week? Well, like I said, this one week uh, is interesting because uh, you don't have to pay up a quarterback. Right. I, I right. would say generally I'd pay that for Mahomes every week. I mean, in DraftKings, Tom Brady's your number one quarterback. I'm not paying for Tom Brady. You know, I can see myself going for Andrew Luck, who's $100 cheaper. Winston at 6000 I kind of like – I like a lot of quarterbacks. It's going to drive me insane. Eli Manning, $5,700. Uh, you know, Nick Mullins, 5400 if I want to go cheap. Andy Dalton, 5300 So there's players all over the place. What's going to come down to is I'm going to pay for running backs and wide receivers. 
You know, I can see that. Uh, then I'm going to pay for those guys, and I'll work down from there. And uh, because I, so the quarterback, I'll take the cheapest quarterback left. Same thing with the DSTs, which I always do anyway. Uh, tight end is someone I I'm probably leaning towards Kittle. Yeah, you know, sixty two hundred here. I think he eats pretty pretty well tomorrow. And if I don't go Kittle, it'll be Ertz. So I'll pay for a top tight end tomorrow. But I'm leaning towards Kittle there. Mainly the Giants. I think I'm going to look to try and control Ertz in this game. Wide receiver once again. I think there's. It's going to be hard not to play Beckham. Mainly because uh, not because it's really of anything other than five cornerbacks are down. How can you not play Beckham? I mean, really, shouldn't he be? Your, isn't he like the first play of the week? And you worry about your rest of your team from there. Yeah, you know, yep. so I like Beckham. Uh, I know he's the number one wide receiver, but I think you do have to pay up for him. I I, I think so, and I think uh, you made mention of going cheap. If you really just want to punt quarterback, Josh McCown should have a okay game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a great game, but he should have an okay game. At and Kenny said in his call during the second segment, uh, if you play Chase Daniel on Thanksgiving, you're fine. Like as long as you hit the other pieces, um, forty three hundred for a starting quarterback, I, I think has upside here. George made mention that it's Robbie Anderson, uh, or maybe it was Kenny who said that earlier. But uh, Robbie Anderson or Buzz? Well, I I think he has Jermaine Curse here. I think Anunwa out wide isn't great, but will be good enough. Um, so McCown here at 4,300 at least is intriguing. He lets It opens up a lot of, of savings. Uh, I do think Beckham, Shepard, Barkley, obviously Eli are going to be uh, pieces I play. Uh, Earths and uh, Kittle at tight end. I do think you can go uh, a bit cheaper and find some upside uh, looking for uh, a touchdown. I think Jack Doyle is, is more than reasonable at 4,100. Uh, wide receiver, mentioned Beckham already. Julian Edelman, Sterling Shepard. I think if you're trying to find the cheap guys, stay away from the Baltimore wide receivers. I, I think that you're going to have to to let Lamar Jackson prove himself as a, a passer uh, before then. I will probably throw a Jermaine Curse uh, in there once in a while just because he's 3,500 and should see enough targets to be viable. Hopefully he falls into the end zone. Um, cheap end of the pool, you even have somebody like... Uh, Orion Switzer, who's uh, been consistently getting one or two targets near the red zone for uh, the Steelers. If you want to try to chase a, a potential touchdown, uh, he is cheap enough that uh, could make that worthwhile. Uh, as always, uh, thanks so much for listening. We are coming up to the end of our show here. Um, I do think uh, also from a defensive perspective, it's hard to, to get away from the Ravens at 3,300. Uh, just makes so much uh, damn sense. And I think the Colts, honestly, uh, could have a, a decent game here against Ryan Tannehill. Uh, if you want to get really cheap, I don't think you want to get really cheap. <laughs> I don't think you want to go that cheap. God, no. But uh, uh, as always, uh, great stuff from George. You find him on Twitter at George Kurtz. He is uh, here uh, all week long on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also on Sundays, second half of the day, he'll have your updates. Also find him over there on rotoexperts.com at George Kurtz on Twitter. Find me at Dan Strafford. Uh, you can find me all week long on Twitter because that's where I hang out uh, way too often. Uh, don't let the day job know. And, of course, you can find uh, Fantasy Sports Radio at FNTSY Radio. Up next, it's college football today. Getting you ready for what should be an epic Saturday for college football. Ohio State, Michigan, battle for the Big Ten East championship berth, but also a big, big matchup for college football championship. So, Stay tuned for that here on Fantasy Sports Radio. For George Kurtz, this is Dan Trappin. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy Week 12. We'll be back next week on Fantasy Sports Today.